Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Kate Fakaronga mai koe ki to tato al hori hori. Hey hotaka e panaki a papa tuanuku tangaroa meirangi nui. This is our changing world, and now let's zoom out from Rangiora and look at the worldwide impacts of air pollution on health. New Zealand has relatively clean air, but globally, air pollution is the fourth highest risk factor for death. It's by far the leading environmental risk factor for disease especially in India and China. To find out more, I'm off to the University of Otago in Wellington to meet public health researchers Caroline Shaw and Simon Hales. Air pollution is anything that's in the air that, uh, that shouldn't be, or it's in the air at a higher level than it should be. So most people think of things like wood smoke from home fires or exhaust from vehicles. But in fact, it also includes such things as what well, the carbon dioxide from any, any type of burning is an air pollutant and a, a very important one, not in terms of its uh, toxicological direct effects on health, but in terms of its effect on the climate. So air pollution has direct toxicological effects on health. So it affects uh, our, particularly our respiratory systems and cardiovascular systems, causes chronic diseases that... Um, people not exposed to air pollution are free from, and so it reduces life expectancy. That, that's the, the single biggest effect. And air pollution is an indoor thing as well as an outdoor thing? Yes, th- very much so, and typically levels of air pollution indoors are higher than outdoors because there are sources of pollution indoors which, uh, unless you have the doors and windows open, uh, gets, stay inside. So this is things like wood smoke? Yes, wood smoke, um, also fumes from cooking, uh, from, from gas cooking, or from if you're frying, you can get quite high levels of, of pollution from that. I gather it's a large problem in a lot of the developing world where people are actually still cooking on wood fires or dung fires, things like that. Yes, biomass fuel uh, is still widely used in poor countries, particularly in Africa, but also in, in Asia, and that's um, a major cause of ill health globally causing about 4.5 million deaths per year, approximately. So that's 4.5 million deaths from indoor air pollution? Yes. And if you sum it up and include outdoor air pollution, do we have a figure for that? Well, we think it's approximately 7 million deaths per year, um, premature deaths. Well, it may, it may well be higher than that, but that's our best estimate currently. So 7 million deaths per year. Mm-hmm. That's a big burden. It is. It's, yeah, it's one of the largest burdens from a single cause that we're aware of. Do we know what it is in New Zealand? We estimate approximately 1,000 premature deaths per year as a result of long-term exposure. And what's the main cause of air pollution deaths here, do we know? Um, in terms of the, the source of the pollution, um, home heating, we think, um, particularly wood fires, but also traffic-related pollution probably cause about 300 deaths per year, something like that. So similar sort of order to the what you might call the red road toll, the, the deaths from traffic accidents. So this figure of perhaps a 1,000 early deaths in New Zealand from air pollution, how do you start to unravel that? 
probably the most common type is respiratory disease, but there's also things like cardiovascular disease, strokes, they are the most common causes of mortality. Mm. I guess there's other things that aren't captured when we think about mortality. Mm. And so there's the morbidity um, associated with air pollution is considerably larger than the mortality. Um, and there's some quite subtle effects that... There's a lot of research going on about at the moment around things like um, pregnancy-related outcomes. For example, there's been a recent review looking at some of the complications of pregnancy, such as hypertension of pregnancy and preeclampsia, which are now thought to be associated with air pollution. Um, Also things like uh, sighting schools near very busy polluted roads. We we now think that there might be an association with um, slightly poor educational outcomes. So there's a realm of research going on, and it's quite an evolving area in terms of the the impacts of air pollution on, on health as well as on mortality outcomes. Can you explain to me what what it is about pollution that is specifically having health effects? So it's not all the particles, it's the, the really small particles? We tend to use particles as a kind of an indicator of exposure to air pollution, which is, is of course a complex mixture. We're not suggesting that all of the health effects of air pollution relate to the particles, but it's just a, a way of getting a, a handle on the association between exposure and health impacts. And fine particles will be inhaled deep into the lungs, and the very fine particles can actually cross from the lungs into your bloodstream. And we're not still quite sure exactly why that is a bad thing, but it seems to cause inflammation in the blood vessels. So it accelerates atherosclerosis, which is the the furring up of the arteries, uh, which is associated with cardiovascular diseases heart attacks, strokes and, and, and so forth. So tell me a bit more about the research that you're doing. I've done a previous piece of research where I was really interested in looking at whether pricing carbon as part of a um, climate change um, policy would uh, decrease air pollution, whether there was any evidence around that. And we're also now doing a study looking at air pollution in quite an urban environment where there's likely to be considerable infill housing as we move towards um, more densely developed cities, which is an important thing to do. We need to be able to think a little bit um, more clearly about how we're going to respond to issues around air pollution because it's it's not much point in putting in lots of housing if we haven't addressed the fact that, for example, air pollution levels might be quite high in those streets. So we're doing some research around that at the moment in Wellington. Carbon pricing, what did that have an impact on air pollution? Do you have results from that study? I did a, a small sort of um, natural experiment looking at whether um, fuel prices in New Zealand, when fuel prices went up, because we've been in a very volatile period of time for fuel prices, whether when they went up, air pollution that we monitor routinely, whether that went down. And what I found is that there was a small decrease in air pollution, but then it sort of rebounded back to its normal levels within um, a reasonably short period of time, sort of four to five weeks. Okay, well, let's go back to carbon dioxide then. So tell me Mm. a bit more about the work you're doing in that area. Well, most of my work currently relates to trying to understand how poor countries can adapt to the potential effects of climate change on health and so to try to reduce those effects through for example improved health systems uh, better surveillance getting on top of vector-borne diseases or uh, improving housing improving other infrastructure such as water and sanitation we don't really know what the effect of climate change is going to be on particles that we were discussing before 
that's because we're not really sure uh, about the effects on calm weather, which is one of the main uh, things which affects levels of air pollution at the surface. For some pollutants, we've got more of an idea. For ozone, we know that that will tend to increase at higher temperatures, and we're confident that the temperatures are increasing and will continue to increase. And so we can make some estimates for the effects of ozone, but those are rather less significant globally than those of uh, the other pollutants. I guess one of the other direct examples that you can think about in terms of the relationship between climate change and air pollution is the um, example of heat waves. And we've had quite a few examples of them in the last decade or so, and we know that they'll become more frequent as climate change um, becomes worse. So we know that the heat interacts with air pollutants, particularly in the urban environments, and the air pollution um, tends to get much worse during heat waves, which in turn causes more mortality. So in the heatwave in France in 2003. Mm. On Europe-wide, it was yeah. probably of the order of 80,000 yeah. premature deaths. Yeah, and so there was this interaction of both the heat effects and also the increased air pollution. Yeah, I guess the other obvious link between air pollution and climate change is that of fires, of, of bushfires. So, I mean, Australia, of course, has had some historically very severe bushfires recently, which have been partly related to the very high temperatures. And um, then the bushfires, of course, cause air pollution some of which actually uh, reaches New Zealand sometimes, but not, not in very significant amounts. One of the interesting aspects of air pollution is thinking about how we might improve it um, using policies to remove carbon from the atmosphere. So there's lots of ways that we need to decarbonise, for example, our transport sector, and some of the positive other policy benefits from that could be reduced air pollution. So, for example, if we move increasingly towards walking and cycling instead of using private cars, if we use more pu public transport, um, if we even move to an electric vehicle fleet, these things will all impact on... Um, our transport-related air pollution, assuming that we use clean electricity rather than coal to uh, generate the electricity for electric cars. So there's a lot of interest um, overseas, particularly around how we can harness air pollution benefits while simultaneously um, reducing our carbon emissions, particularly of interest in countries like China, um, parts of Europe, that sort of thing, where they have, I guess, higher levels of air pollution and a bit more awareness of it than we have in New Zealand, it tends to slightly sit under the radar, the policy radar in New Zealand for, I guess, reasons to do with our weather and having relatively lower levels of air pollution. I think, though, one of the other things that's worth mentioning is that we understand now that even though we have WHO set limits for air pollution for what's a healthy limit, the health effects occur below those limits. So even if we have sort of safe, safe levels of air pollution, we can still actually improve our health, the health by reducing our current what we currently emit. In terms of the chronic long-term effects of air pollution, we are particularly concerned about uh, the average long-term levels of exposure. So even, if, even though New Zealand has relatively low levels of pollution, we still have health effects from that. Currently, our legislation doesn't reflect the fact that it's the long-term average exposure. That's, that's really critical. Our legislation is based on preventing daily exceedances of course, if you avoid daily exceedances consistently, then you will get a low average exposure. But there should also be attempts to reduce the average exposure. That was Simon Hales, and we also heard Caroline Shaw. And they're both at the University of Otago in Wellington. Thanks for listening to this Our Changing World podcast. And you can find more stories on our webpage, 
rnz.co.nz slash ourchangingworld. Ka kite anō. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.